Daily Draft Report. Set your DVR to record now. Good morning, everybody. Welcome into the Daily Draft Report. It's your daily dose of prospect information for the NFL Draft brought to you by Campus to Canton. Please check out the entire Campus to Canton podcast feed. Tonight's prospect, I'm really excited to get to this guy because he's a guy I think has a good chance of being a sleeper running back in this class and a guy who could see some some NFL fantasy-relevant games. So, Damian Pierce, Florida, senior running back, five foot 215 pounds. And my guest tonight is... Mike, the feverish Fenero. Mike, how you doing, bud? Great, Dwight. Th- thanks so much for having me. This is uh, this is a fun profile to talk about. I've been talking about Damian Pierce on Rookie Fever for uh, more than a minute now. Him and uh, Brian Robinson are two of my favorite uh, running backs about in this area to speak about, so I love talking about Damian in some length with you. Definitely one who, ever since the Senior Bowl, I've been wanting to get him on even more, so... All right, real quick, we'll dive into the recruiting profile. He was a four-star running back. He was the 13th-ranked running back in the class of 2018. He from Bainbridge, Georgia. He did have orders, um, orders. He did have offers from Alabama, Auburn, Florida State. Ultimately, chose to go to Florida. And statistically, let me scroll down here. He had a couple of years of just you know, kind of. He never really got the full-time role there, and it was too bad because when he did have it, it was he seemed very good. And I, I don't know why they would commit to him fully, but maybe that's just an issue with Florida staff. So we all know how much of a dumpster fire that last staff was. So junior year, he did have 500 yards, four touchdowns, 17 receptions. That was nice to see. And then his senior year, he followed it up with another 100 carries, 574 yards, 13 touchdowns on the ground. Also added 19 receptions. Then as far as a combine, he didn't have a particularly wonderful combine. Not horrible, though. Like, I think the big ding on his, his profile was the fact that he's only five foot nine. But I don't know why you ding people for that. So anyhow, um, he did have his vert was 34 and a half inches. Broad jump, nine foot 11. His 40-yard dash of 4.59, which I thought was a tad bit slow. I expected a little bit better than that. And none of the running backs did shuttles and three cones. Mike? What traits and attributes does Pierce possess that you think could make him successful in the NFL? Well, analytic nerds aren't going to love this guy, like you said. Um, If you're looking at it, uh, you're looking at his speed score or his burst score. I mean, you're hovering around the 50th percentile there. Um, His production profile, as you said, is nothing to, like, write home about. Film guys, uh, some are going to say, I don't have enough to look at. Um, But that's where kind of... You have to dig deeper with these. Uh, I, I'm not comparing at all to Alvin Kamara, but Alvin Kamara had 500 yards for a couple of years before he came out too. These things do happen, and um, and it can be. I mean, those coaches, by the way, that you were talking about, are no longer there. So uh, yeah, so may, maybe maybe there's something to his misuse. Criminal is what I say. Criminal misunder misunderused. The the thing that really stood out to me um, as his strengths in this order, where it's his contact balance, competitive physical toughness, which means a lot to me, especially at the running back position, and vision. And in that order, he's absolutely a violent rudder. I don't think anyone's going to disagree with that. And that's where that physical toughness, and I'll even call it just sheer willpower, comes in. Anybody doubts me, watch this. Watch the game with Florida versus FSU last year. I'll just paint the picture. It's first and 10 on the 13-yard line. Damian Pierce takes a handoff, runs off tackle, cuts inside, and at the six, 
just a few yards shy of the first down. He gets pulled down by a defender practically to the ground, loses his helmet, shows off that contact balance, continues the run, runs for the first down, goes through two more defenders without a helmet on, and he celebrated (laughs) like a beast after that touchdown, and he should. He loves football, Dwight. This man loves football by all accounts at the Senior Bowl. He interviewed very, 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 very well. He has got the head and the heart to be an NFL running back. His character loves the game, and he's a gym rat. So that that size you were talking about, I mean, he is built. So I would describe, and I hate this, but because you hear it so often with running backs, more of a bowling ball. He's got the, I like his BMI. I think it's it's upper 80th percentile. I think the size is no issue for me, especially how built he is. Um, so watch that game. Just 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 go into YouTube and just type in no helmet, no problem, Damian Pierce. Do it. Just treat, <laughs> trust trust me. Just it is totally worth watching. I've watched it like probably a dozen times myself. He doesn't hesitate, which is a big thing. Um, you see this with runners all the time, especially really plotters, right? They they, they right. hesitate behind the behind the uh, the line as if they're trying to generate something, but they're too slow to generate it. Where Pierce is super like shifty in that way and picks his lanes very quickly. So I mean, I would describe him, and I've heard him described as I just agree with this. I'm going to borrow it as as a rare talent that can create yardage in a phone booth. Just to just to visualize once again the kind of runner he is. He's not one of those guys you're going to see go around the edge with speed. That's not going to happen. He's four five nine. It's not horrible, not horrible. Harris had a four five nine last year. I brought that up several times. But yeah, I think this guy has he has it behind the ears, which is underrated in fantasy football. I say this so often. He absolutely has the heart. Um, and then also like you know just to to get past that. The this the uh, the touchdowns you were talking about. He had 16 total touchdowns last year, on 100 carries. He averaged a touchdown every seven touch touches in 21. Like take that in. So that's efficiency. He has a nose for the end zone. If you leave this profile with just that nose for the end zone, competitive toughness, and contact balance, that describes Damian Pierce to a T. And by the way, sorry, didn't mean to leave this out. He's got some receiving chops, dude. I tell yes. you, he had 19 receptions. Forget about the number. Everyone's always obsessed with the number. 19, first off, is a good number in college. Secondly, with only 100 carries, 19 is obscene. If he had 200 carries, what would he have, 32, 35 receptions if he was used that way? And then on top of that, I watched the film. These are not dump ball passes. These are routes oh, yeah. run. Routes run. So, this is a potential three-down back we're talking about. He's got the size, competitive toughness, loves the game, vision, absolutely has the contact balance. I think that's my favorite thing about him. It's all going to be about where he gets drafted because there are teams that are going to look at the small sample size and say there's potential here. We're going we're gonna to pay up. And there's other teams that are going to probably just see him as a backup. But keep in mind, in the NFL draft, there's 32 teams. You only need one. I really want to see him get some draft capital. Oh, me too, man. Me too. And the same things that you you highlighted were things that I had wrote down. I love his power and his his ability to find holes. His vision is really underrated, and then he turns it. You know, he doesn't have a ton of speed, but he's he converts his enough his speed to power like mm-hmm. insanely. Like he just runs people over. I love that. And like you said, the receiving chops was really impressive. He tracked balls over his shoulders. He 
you know, would adjust the balls thrown, you know, out in front or behind him. You know, he just, he did a lot of things like that that was really impressive. A freak, like he said, a gym rat. He squatted 705 pounds, benched 390. Mm. I mean, for a kid that's that little, <laughs> like 5'9", wow. like 215 pounds, that's stupid. I don't so, look at those numbers. That They're incredible numbers. Yeah, he was on, I just know because Bruce Feldman had him on his freaks list, so. Wow. And then, for some reason, Florida said, hey, he's a freak. Let's not use him enough. So anyhow, so that's <laughs> one thing that's going for him. I actually like that he doesn't have a lot of wear and tear on him. So hopefully mm-hmm. a team will spend some draft capital and get him on their team. Because I could see him having a, a really, really good role. And he's a guy that can be a three-down back, you know. But I think his, well, we'll get to later on, you know, how what we think he could be in the NFL. So, weaknesses. Mike, what do you got for mm-hmm. weaknesses? Yeah, so he... <laughs> He only, in his entire career, he had nine games with over 10 carries. So so the, one of the weaknesses would be, like, can he handle a full workload? Now, I think he has a body to handle a full workload. Definitely. But does he have the experience to handle a full, a full workload? Now, we always, like, I remember Royce Freeman had, like, way too many miles on the tire. Like, he, you know, he was, they were running him out. Like, no one can be happy, right? If he doesn't have enough miles on the on tire, then he doesn't have enough experience. <laughs> if he has too many miles on the tires, then he's going to burn out. Like it, it goes back to what I was saying. But some of those other weaknesses are um, are also like he's a little he can get a little herky jerky at times, so he's a little inconsistent. I just got done saying that was one of his strengths is he kind of like is decisive, but he can get he can get herky jerky. And and I think the the problem with the small sample size is if you see enough of that, then you wonder back to what I was saying. Like, can he handle a full workload? There's a lot of NFL running backs, even quarterbacks. You can you just, just just watching games in fantasy, just watching football, where you see the backup come in and just do a spectacular job. And like, why does the backup not have more carries? And it's because <laughs> the backup is the backup. Like, that's what he is. And that's my biggest fear because um, he has that average escape speed, right? He's not a burner. He's not going to fly down right. the field. So he's not. So those are just some of his weaknesses. Um, but for the most part, um, it's not a weakness, but the 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 biggest concern I have and NFL teams have or might have is just have we seen enough? It's so, I mean, anytime this name is brought up, that's going to be the first thing that comes up is have we seen enough? Right. Right. Cause those are things I noticed too, that he, you know, if there wasn't a hole there, sometimes he would kind of panic, almost like he panicked, you know, and he mm, didn't, he good, wasn't as decisive as he could description. be. Yep. Good description. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, he's not a guy that's going to, he doesn't accelerate and crazy when he, he does, when he shifts gears, he does lose a little bit of speed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nothing, nothing, nothing big though. I still would just love to see this guy get a, get more of a role. And Oh, do we, we didn't even mention he's a great pass blocker. I mean, that's yes, not yes. really rare in this class. I mean, it's yep. Kyron and him. So yeah, I totally, that's a, that's a great, that's a great point. Um, I was actually trying to look for, um, some sort of site and all I had was, a uh, I love, I love the guys over there at dynasty nerds and Garrett price did a, a nerd score based on that alone. It had him third in the class. Um, right. again, small sample size though. Right. So you see him do it and you're like, well, you know, is he going to do it all the time? But I'll tell you what, that, that is a great indicator for sure to get a running back on the field uh, more often. I think that's, honestly, I think that's why you saw um, Elijah Mitchell on the field versus uh, Sermon last year was that. And I think it was some of those between the ears things too. Um, I think Mitchell was a harder worker. These are things that are super undervalued in fantasy football and also hard to measure, right? We can't look at that on, on, on a graph or a chart and, 
no, no one rarely writes up anything about it. I remember um, uh, hearing a story about uh, about Damian Pierce where his mom tricked him into playing football at seven years old, and he was Jeez. so good at seven years old. Hundreds of people would come and sh- and watch him play at seven years old. His mom tricked him. He was uh, reading a book or something, and she tricked him to, to try out for the football team. He was just natural. I don't know. I love those stories, man. These are these are human beings too, and we forget that. Right, right. Yeah, he's definitely a back that will never have to leave the field. You know, he can do goal line. He can do yep pass blocking. He can do just about everything. So he's proved that right. in my eyes. Oh, absolutely. And the mock draft database. I think everybody's got him going possibly late day two, but most likely early day three. Um, is there a place that you'd really like to see him land or yeah there's two there's two spots because i think he would he would kind of thrive in a zone zone run scheme or inside gap and i think um there's there's a situation slash opportunity slash system on two teams that uh also have the the requisite draft capital and i'll talk about that in a minute too that that kind of make it interesting um this is a landing spot that i heard come up recently that i like the chargers I could see they don't want to use Austin Eckler um, a ton, right? I mean, Austin Eckler was in last year on 58% of the snaps. The rest, the other 42 were divided against Justin Jackson, Larry Roundtree, Gabe Neighbors. You could totally see, yes, right? There's There's nobody there, right? So we talk about in the NFL all the time that there are very few, very, very few workhorse backs. This whole class is filled with a lot of those, like, secondary committee type guys and Damian Pierce might be that guy but Damian Pierce has the upside especially with injury or on a team like the Chargers where he could actually generate first and second down work um God forbid Eckler got hurt or anything like that I'm not I'm not I'm not counting on that but go back to Javante Williams and and Gordon with 203 carries last year each right why can't why can't my boy Damian Pierce get 180 200 carries on on um on the Chargers that's what Eckler got Right. So, I mean, a commitment there would be nice. Uh, another spot I would love is the Falcons. Uh, Falcons ran zone blocking percentage at 80 percent last year. They absolutely need a running back. There's no doubt about Lord that. Yes. Corderell Patterson did get that two year, ten point five million dollar deal to stay a Falcon. But he only had 33 percent snap share. There is plenty of room. Just move Mike Davis over. Insert Damian Pierce. Super happy. I'm getting excited. I want to see. I really want to see the Atlanta Falcons select him with either their second second round pick which i think is i think that's way too ambitious at 58 right. but their third at 74 isn't if they were to pick Damian Pierce in the third round at 74 or even 82 right they have 74 and 82 that is a sweet spot in my mind that's when Damian's Pierce value is going to go up. Like, that's when people are going to know Damian Pierce. If Damian Pierce got drafted by the Atlanta Falcons at 74 or 82 and got third-round draft capital, I don't think I'll be able to get him where I hope to get him in rookie (laughs) draft. Um, Chargers have uh, the 79th pick. They have a third-round 79. So that right there, 58, 74, 79. 74, 82, 79. That's, That's my wishful hopes. I mean, can Damian Pierce go in the fourth round? Yes, of course. Uh, am I just uh, a little excited to see this guy, this young, this young man, get that kind of opportunity? Yes, that's what these rookie profiles are all about. <laughs> oh yeah, Falcons would excited. Be, oh, Falcons would be wonderful. I mean, they, he is what they wanted Mike Davis to be. I yes, mean, 
is exactly what they wanted him to be. You got it. So, and I, yeah, I think if he lands there, he goes from a third round rookie draft to probably second. You got it. I mean, it. like, yeah. Yep. I mean, I, I would definitely be targeting even possibly the middle of the second. Absolutely. So is, is that is that where you would take him, Mike? Or? Yeah. So he's my he's he's right around my RB eight. Just to throw some cold water in it, I don't want everyone thinking that you know this is my RB four. Although I've seen some people call him their RB four. By the way, um, <laughs> I am not the only one that likes Damian Pierce, but I want to keep it real too. Um, if he went to Atlanta at, with that draft capital, he's my RB five. And and this is this is about this whole group. And I'll just say about this really, really quick. This whole group in that five to ten area, it's all going to be about draft capital and landing spots. It just is. I mean, you oh, saw yeah. what happened with Michael Carter and Trey Sermon last year. It's the same deal, right? Like it, it's it's going to happen again. And I think we have more backs in that sweet spot than we've ever had before. And I think we have more running back openings than we care to admit. I brought up an opening. Uh, when I gave you the two spots I would love to see him go, that, that isn't really considered an opening. Eckler like killed it last year, but there's an opening there too, because there aren't a, there aren't as many workhorse backs as we think. There's like a handful. So these guys, these all these guys that we're talking about in this area, Zamir White, James Cook, Brian Robinson, Rashad White, Damian Pierce, all of these guys are kind of in that complementary role. But it, it, we, we we've learned to like think that that's a bad thing. That's the NFL, people. And running backs are complimentary backs almost all the time. Like this is like we have to get over like trying to there's only one or two of them in any rookie draft, by the way, potential workhorse backs, one or two. That's it. We're now talking about, like you said, round two, round three. That's about where I have him being ranked as my RB eight. I could see him most likely in a rookie draft going as a third round uh, draft pick. I would pick him in the early third myself because I'm high on him. But I could see him, like I had said, if he went to my RB5 and went to Atlanta, I could see him going mid-second, mid-second. Yeah. After those, um, uh, after the QBs, maybe even with a QB left by the, whoever's your, your least favorite QB because everyone hates <laughs> all the QBs, definitely after like probably seven or eight of the wide receivers and, of course, the, the, the top seven RBs that I talked about. But... Again, he would be my fifth, so it would only be the top four running back. So that would make him a mid-round second pick. But I think it's, I think the practicality is he's not going to have the perfect draft capital. He's not going to have the perfect landing spot. He's going to be somewhere ambiguous. And that'll be when I'm happy to pick him up, to be honest, because that means I get mm-hmm. him in the early third, mid-third. And I would love that stat. Just a third-round rookie pick, people. Like, these are these are picks that, that, that people just give away most of the time. Oh, can't make this deal happen. Oh, here, have a third. Um, you know, if I right. can get it, if I can get a Damian Pierce as my flyer third round pick, I'm feeling like that third round pick got valuable. Right. Cause the term complimentary back is funny is, is a lot more valuable than you think these days. I mean, Eckler has got two years left in his contract. He's 27. Yeah. You know, just in that situation, they, he's been, he's been injured. Now that we got the 17 game season, we saw teams, you know, not work their work, their players as hard, you know, so Game plans, you know, there's always going to be games where, you know, a complimentary back can have, you know, an RB1 seat, an RB1 game for your fantasy team. Absolutely. Yeah, it used to be a dirty word, but it's definitely not anymore. (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) All right. Thank you, Mike. Thank you very, very much for coming on, man. You tell everybody where they can find you on Twitter and what you are working on. Yeah, you can find myself at Aardvark TV on Twitter. <laughs> and you can find uh, you can find myself and Swagzilla Zero G at Swagzilla Zero G. Swags and I on Rookie Fever at Rookie Fever. We're doing a uh, 
a set of rookie profiles ourselves. We think uh, we have a special sauce when it comes to that. And actually, Dwight, you did the same thing. You let me pick Damian Pierce from a list, which I <laughs> I really enjoyed. And uh, we let our guests do the same exact thing. And uh, this is our second year doing it. So uh, I think we feel like we've uh, kind of zoned in on um, how to make it even that much better. My way to kind of make the profiles better, by the way, is um, what I found is by letting the guests pick, they're awful positive about it. So I make sure to yeah. dig deeper and get them to talk about these players' weaknesses like you did. I think we have to do that. You you listen to a podcast and you just hear people blab on about their RB8 or RB9 in this class. We need to know that as listeners, right? We need to know like yeah. this isn't like your RB4 or you don't like him more than Spiller or Kenneth Walker. Um, no, he's he, he, he is what he is. Uh, he has strengths, he has weaknesses, and we need to talk about the weaknesses as much as we talk about the strengths on these profiles or we're doing everybody an injustice. So I think you, uh, those three questions, draft capital, weaknesses, strengths, they have to be in every one of these profiles. Absolutely. I, I'm guilty of not talking very badly about people. I can, <laughs> my articles are funny. They're always like, da 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 all this great stuff. And there's like one little blurb about what I don't like. <laughs> I am like, they're people too. Come on. I tried anyway. to keep it. I tried to keep it feverish, man. I, I definitely, I'm definitely high on this guy, and I'm excited that you let me talk about him. What's the Ardvark TV? I gotta know. <laughs> so Ardvark is uh, the name of my video production company, Ardvark oh, Video okay. Works. And uh, just to show my age, I'm 48 years old. Started my company when I was 26, and uh, back then there was phone books, and um, the double <laughs> A would put me at the top <laughs> of the phone book. Yes, just like showing it. my age to everyone who. Who thought maybe I was 20 or 30 years old. No, I'm 48, <laughs> and I started a company called Aardvark Video Works. It's 20 years old this year, so uh, very proud of that. Nice. That's funny. I like that. Good story, man. I like Thanks, that. Thanks, man. Um, all right. Yeah, I remember phone books, too. I'm 45, so. All right. Um, <laughs> you can find the, me on Twitter at FF People's Champ. this podcast at Daily Draft RPRT. Thank you all very, very much for listening, and we will talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.